welcome to this special Thursday edition of the podcast. Hello, Gavin. Intimate. Intimate. To it. So Gavin and I had this idea that we like to go out every now and then for bevs and just catch up with each other. Yeah. But we haven't been able to do that in for, for like seven years, I think. It's very, it's very difficult. <laughs> it's been a long time we've been in the same place. But so. if we schedule it at work, we can't. All the conference rooms are full. So why not schedule it on a podcast? We get paid for this. We get paid for this. Uh, yeah, which we don't get paid. <laughs> we're beyond that. Point, right? <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they stopped giving us paychecks. All right, so we're having a special two-man edition of the podcast, and this podcast is... What's the podcast? I know, I said podcast twice. Right. This podcast is sponsored by <laughs> Casper Mattress. Thank you, Casper. We'll talk more about them later. So how you doing? I'm doing good. Just been playing video games all day. Have you really? Yeah. I, we got, I got to play a video game today in Gus's office, and... Um, it was, I even said, it's like, I know that a lot of times people think this is our job, but it's really fun when we actually get to sit there and play with other people. And Gus has this really cool setup because he's got like, that's where you guys go to do VR the champions, right? It would if we still made that show, yeah. Oh, and you don't, I saw somebody posting about that recently too, that there's no VR the champions that has come out. Uh, in a VR, while. just like, there's not many games. <laughs> we played them all. Dude, it's a huge, it's, I don't know, it's not going to make it, is it? I right. don't think so, which is a shame because it's so immersive. Yeah. It's very hard to make content with it though because it's never as immersive to watch as it is to have on your head and eyes. Then Gavin, we just played, he got to play his first ever game of PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds. It's very fun. I can see why everyone's been going ape over it. Yeah. It's so much build up to being shot in the face. But Right, right. Well, we were playing on a community server that had less than the normal amount of people on it. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was one of those things. And um, you got introduced to our playthrough team. And hey, Patrick, how are you doing, first of all? I'm good. Yeah? I'm good. Yeah. What, what is this seat that you I was got? ready and waiting. Oh, well, okay. We should explain, should we explain <laughs> yeah, why yeah, we're a little yeah, late? Because that... they're blaming tech. Oh, who is? Twitter. Okay. Well, let me be clear. Don't to, we don't have to receive blame from Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We do all the time. <laughs> let, let, me, but let me be clear. Let me clear this up. It was tech's fault. <laughs> no, Gavin and I, we had a, um, there'll actually be some of it, I'm sure, will be in the vlog. We're, so, we were shooting one thing, like we were recording a Let's Play together. Yeah. Uh, over in stage four. At the same time, I was recording a vlog, and then we came right up against the podcast. So, we had three productions all yeah, at once. You were vlogging us walking from one video to another, and it was 4.59 p.m. People will have a playlist <laughs> where you can follow us, yeah. you know, through our five-minute adventure. That's what I like about that time I was late for the podcast, because I forgot that it was at five, after mm -hmm. we just recently changed it. And someone had cut, in real time, me leaving a Hitman Let's Play, and then coming and sitting down on the podcast. And it took me, like, 40 seconds to get from... A to B. Well, we give ourselves enough time, like if we're going to record like a podcast Let's Play or something, we give ourselves enough time to do it, but always, always, it's 20 minutes, 30 minutes of setup, at the very least. Stuff goes wrong at the last minute. Yeah. Even if you say test all your stuff, there's always one thing that someone won't test, especially when there's six people trying to record the same video. We were recording earlier, and Michael's uh, Elgato just died like one second before we started. Oh, really? <laughs> well, we played, John, we played in a, in a match. We have our podcast group that we played. We played in a match to kind of like warm up uh, before you showed up. And uh, we actually got our first ever squad chicken dinner in that. So the first one we'd ever gotten as a squad with the Plum Squad. Be with all four of us because you and Blaine and Gus played without me. So no, that could never happen. You were like we would never play without plum you. Plum school. You weren't the full squad. I don't think that can happen. You were just, you were just pleh. 
Yeah, you're, 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 you're quite good at that game, aren't you, little Rise Mongol? Except for one thing. No, you shut up. No, stop. He's a this is terrible fucking me. driver, and he won't admit it. He <laughs> won't admit it. We're like a married couple, but that's not anything to be embarrassed about. If you're crap at driving in video games, it's not I'm like you're crap. It. But I'm not crap about it. Okay, See what I mean? I'm fine. Right there. I'm fine. He's not. We have footage, John. We have footage. While he's saying he's fine, he rammed a motorcycle into the side of my car. <laughs> like, I was waiting in the car, waiting for John to come up. He was okay, complaining so at us. This is, this is just you holding a vendetta, because the first time we ever played a game, you didn't have your audio working, and I ran you over. That is true. I was, one time I didn't have my, you, know, you, you just played for the first time, yeah. and you realized that audio is super important. Very. Especially headphones yeah. in this game. And I had, we were doing a let's play, had all those technical difficulties, my computer got rebooted, got into the game, we were recording already, I was like, oh, I don't have any audio in my headphones, I have no game audio, so I was deaf, and they had to tell me where people were shooting from and everything, and then I walked out around a wall, and John had run into me, because I couldn't hear the cars coming. It's really useful how it has numbers between all the cardinal directions. Yeah, just like the degrees on a compass? Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of games will just put like, N, N, E. Oh, like the degrees. E. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If... You're with people who call that stuff out. Yeah. As opposed to Blaine, who fucking panics and says, they're right here, they're right here. Contact, see someone, see someone, see someone, see someone. (laughs) Blaine is just full of fret, isn't he? It's really funny. He had a full-on panic moment in this It actually is one of the most fun things that when you are not going hard on the game to mess with. When we, before we, uh, Blaine and I were playing a duos match, and the pan, the pan in the game, did you come across the pan the at all? The frying pan? Yeah. Yeah, you can yeah. shoot it. It actually serves as armor. It sits on your back. <laughs> and so... It sits on your back. It's the best I, armor uh, in the game, actually. Blaine and I were set up in a house during a rain match, which is also a weird sound kind of thing to add to the match when that happens, and we were just sitting in the house waiting. Every once in a while, I would take my suppressed handgun and shoot his pan and just freak him out <laughs> and just watch him just try to figure out what's going on. And then you drive into a wall. Typically. Stop it. True. Stop it. Very true. Get over it, okay? I've, I'm hey, saying hey, 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 hey. everyone you play PUBG with has a complex because of you. <laughs> yeah, because he goes into like I super, guess. he goes into like super hyperactive mode when he's doing it. He just gets really really going. It does get pretty intense. Yeah. And then what is during the chicken dinner that happened with our squad? What'd you do with what'd you do with the car? What'd you do with the car at one point? We were in a nice I little... flipped a car. Okay, I flipped I was driving and I flipped a car. But that was a bullshit flip. I think we can all agree. What was it? <laughs> that was that was like invisible wall was came it? out of nowhere. Bush jumped oh, okay. in front of the car, okay. knocked the car over. Just what as long of, as there's excuses for you, I'm fine. What kind of car flips over from a goddamn bush? All right. Hey, are we playing tonight? Yeah, we can play tonight. You, you gonna come over? I'll come over. You gonna come over? Yeah, how many slots have you got? You can come over and sit like in my setup. It's, it's wait, it, it's typically four man squad. So who who have you kicked out? Well, I haven't invited anybody else yet. Oh. You're the first one I'm inviting. You think Gus comes over to my house? Dude, you couldn't even get Gus to go to lunch with you yesterday. I know. Where was he? And he was going to lunch, and he, he and he wouldn't go with me. He was like, just, no, no. I got you to go to lunch, though. <laughs> yeah, we almost, almost went. <laughs> we drove to lunch. We had a power outage yesterday. Hey, yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye, John. We, uh, Bye. we had a power outage yesterday that Bye. some guy in a pole, like, just touched a wire the wrong way. And yeah, someone, someone saw it, apparently just, uh... Some bloke up the cherry picker went, oh shit, and then a load of sparks rained down, and then all of our power. <laughs> and that guy's okay, I assume, right? Yeah. This is like our whole business stops. We go outside, and there's the electric company working. I'm sure they all have specific duties that they have to do, but when one person is like up on the pole, and there's like seven other guys in the shade, like just sitting there, it's like, can you just like get up there and like maybe you wrap a couple wires too, yeah. buddy? And uh, eventually it got turned back on, but it didn't get turned back on until we said, Screw it. Gav, let's go to lunch. I think a lot of people had decided to go home because we thought the power would be off a lot longer. I think we were told it would be. Yeah. We were told it would be like three hours. So we just went to lunch. 
got halfway there, found out the power's on, and turned back around. <laughs> it was a nice moment, too, because we were talking about how cool it was going to be able to go to lunch together. Yeah. Then we got a message. I'd already upgraded lunch to Bev lunch, hadn't I? It had. Yeah. Yeah. And then we got the message that the power's back on, <laughs> and Gavin goes, oh. And I go, yeah, do, do you want to go back? And Gavin goes, do you want to go back? <laughs> nobody, nobody wanted to pull a board on the lunch, but then we immediately just turned around and came back. Yeah. It was a lovely drive, though. It was nice. I asked Ellie if she, if you, uh, she, she was nice enough to get me lunch, and I asked her to, to talk to you, and you had already eaten in the meantime. No, I just skipped it. I was recording. Oh, you just did that? Yeah. Yeah. I've been skipping a lot of meals lately, too. I'm doing it on purpose a little bit. So. I don't like having lunch. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it takes too long. What takes too long about lunch? What does that Sho mean? Shoving the food down so I'm ready to record more. Well, just eat. I mean, don't you guys bring in lunch almost every day at this point? Sometimes. And she hunter? I mean, you guys recording that much? Are we you... recorded today from like 10 until 4.59. <laughs> it's, you know, I, I gotta say, it's really weird because for a long time, I dealt with when we were working on like immersion and million dollars butt and stuff like that. I always dealt with this thing of like, oh, Michael and Gavin are getting pulled away from the Achievement Hunter office. But when I go into the Achievement Hunter office, it was like, there's like three or four people in there. There's always like somebody else missing from that. And it was, or it was like four o'clock and everybody's gone. I'm just like... I was like, record, why don't you record now? But then you guys do these huge blocks of recording, is that right? Well, it's very rare that all six are in the same room. So if we're all in, we'll, all, we'll just go apeshit. What's the hold up now? Like, what, what's going on right now that would keep the all podcast. six of you? Well, I don't mean specifically oh, right now, because right it's, now. it's five o'clock, yeah. but, like, what's going on today? Was, did you have all six of you today? Yeah. What about yesterday? Yeah. Okay. I mean, we it was split, because they were doing thingy and thingy, and we were doing Let's Plays. Uh-huh. I don't know what the other thing was. I'm trying to think. You're trying to be discreet? Yeah, I don't know. If, do they know that's being made again? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know what you're talking about. Patrick, you know Thingy and Thingy that you filmed yesterday? The thingy? Uh, yeah. They know that that's Heroes being... and Halfway. Yeah, oh, Heroes yeah. and Halfway. They were filming that. So the reason I wanted to come back from lunch is because Jack and Jeremy and myself were only going to come in if we were all going to make videos, the three of us. Uh-huh. So I felt bad if I went to lunch for an hour and they were just unable to... Make videos while the other three were doing Heroes and Halfwits. Yeah, and then I, I ended up cutting out. I had to go to a late dinner yesterday, and uh, I went home, and I got super upset. I got I got so sad. Remember those fish I've talked about that I got with the house? In the pond? Yeah, in the pond yeah. in the front. I come home, and this is, it, it was it was fairly traumatic. Traumatic. The two fish were dead, clearly dead and floating at the top of the pond. I was like, holy shit. I thought, you know, did they die from heat? And then the other one was in there, and it was, like, in really bad shape. So I, like, called Ashley. She came racing home. I got the bucket, tried to get the fish out, tried to get it into an environment, tried to figure out what the fuck happened to these fish. And, uh, were they uh, scraped up or anything? Nope. Nope. They were just they were just dead fish. And uh, the other one was, like, kind of, like, it was in bad shape. It was, like, flopping every now and then and then, like, trying to swim but swimming sideways and having lots and lots of problems. And uh, I asked Ashley about it. I was like, what's going on? Did we, you know, we fed them just the, yes, literally the day before. Uh, this happened on Wednesday, and we had uh, she had fed him on Tuesday, and uh, and I was trying to figure it out. I was like, "What? What is it?" And it's like, "Why is the water level in the pond so high?" I I, I asked that, and you know, the way that the pond is aerated is with the fountain. Anyway, it turns out, uh, you know, we have people that come work at the house. Lady who come work works at the house, and in the summer, I think this is what happened. I think this is what happened. Uh, she tends to bring her kid. Somebody, somebody. I guess saw that the pond was a little bit lower and the pond is like, it's like four feet deep. 
it's like I call it a pond. It's like a little pool. Yeah. It's like four feet deep, and it was down like a half foot, but it was down a little bit from thing. No big deal. But the problem is we didn't fill it back up on when we fed the fish that night because when you're filling it back up with the hose, you got to sit there and dump this little chemical in it that removes the chlorine from it. Just from water. Just from normal yeah. tap water, right? It has a little bit of chlorine in it, but the fish can't even have that little bit of chlorine for the gills. And uh, I guess somebody, I don't know who, I, I pulled the hose out of the pond and it was running. So somebody thought they would top off the pool, which probably would have been okay, but they just left it on and left it running in there and the, the pool had overflowed and all the treated water, I guess, got pushed out and it was just all replaced with tap water. And that, that killed all the fish. And Did you like, save the one that was in distress? No, just died. He, he, the little fish died too. That yeah. sucked. The, the the two smaller ones didn't have names. One big fish, like little, like a fish this big, and uh, the two the two little fish. And they were, I, it's like I don't want to put a price tag on a living being, but they're fucking expensive fish. What what kind of fish is it? They were koi fish, and I found out the koi fish. We were trying to figure out when we bought the house. We were like, do we want to take care of these fish? Do we want to do that? And then we went to like a garden center, and they had koi fish for sale. Some of them were like. Like twenty three hundred bucks for a oh fish God. for a fish, and this was you know this was a big one. I think they get as they get bigger, they are worth more money. So did you have them for dinner? No, Kai, how dare you? How dare you? Is it weird to eat a pet? Probably they're sitting, weird. They're, they're floating. I tried to save the other one in my sink, and then Ashley really tried to save them when she got home. She even got the dead ones out of the pond, put them in the sink, trying to revive them, and. uh you know, she's trying what she could. Well, but, I mean, I would too because a lot of fish look dead. They can jump out of their fish bowls and be dead, and then right. you put them back in, and it's like, oh, what's up? She's giving a shot, and we could we could very quickly treat uh, the water that I filled the sink with. We because it's a smaller amount of water. She tried, didn't save the fish. So now today we're gonna bury fish, bury them deep. You've got cats. Well, yeah, I guess. I mean, if a raccoon comes and eats the fish, it's okay. That's probably better. Okay, you know, <laughs> I mean, it? right? Isn't it? I mean, here, let me tell you this. Internet has no appreciation for fish as pets. Fish is a legit pet. Because I said my fish is my, we're made to eat. My fish is dead. And I'm sad about that. Or I said my fish died, which is a weird, like, it was plural when I was saying it, but everyone thought it was one fish that died. I said my fish died, and I'm sad about that. Should you have said fishes? I said, I don't know. I guess so. My fishes, all my fish died is what I probably <laughs> should have said. And uh, the, the internet, normally when you post, like, oh, I lost my beloved pet. Uh, I had a dog for 12 years, and I had to put it down today. Everyone's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry, everything. Nope. Your fish dies, you get a bunch of fish puns and fish jokes. Like, well, <laughs> That's so like, well there's lots of other fish in the sea. <laughs> I mean, it was really like, people didn't give a shit. They really didn't care at all. They were just like, I mean, some people, of course, were nice, and were like, oh, I feel so bad for you. Other people were like, fish sticks for dinner. <laughs> Can you imagine? So what is it about fish that humans just have? Is it because people go fishing? There's no sympathy? Fish aren't a pet. Fish are a pet. You can't know, I think the operative word in pet is pet. If you can't pet it, it's not a pet. You can't pet a fish. You can't pet a bird either. I don't think birds are pets. You can pet a bird. I don't think you can. Dude. You can cup one in your hand and like mush your face on its head. That's something you would do. Yeah. A little soft part in the back. Yeah. A just, little mush. And it'll just be like, it's cute. By the way, that's Nutmeg's new name is Smush. Smush. Yeah. Oh, okay. we, just call, we just call her Little Smush. She's a, she's a very flat cat. Nutmeg is a <laughs> Siamese cat. And she came with uh, Ashley. She's her dad had uh, nutmeg in Utah. And we went and got her one day. Traveling with a cat's the worst, dude. Did it oh, whine the whole way? And it pooped, like <laughs> like a fear poop, which is never a good poop. 
I guess the, the technique should be scare the shit out of it before you leave. <laughs> I don't know. What, can you starve the cat for a day or something just like that? Just make it jump and shit itself. Ashley literally just texted me, I bought us a shovel. I'm just gonna write, okay. This is so real. It's real. We're, we're gonna be burying fish. So you're gonna get some new $2,300 fish? No. We, we're thinking about getting a bunch of goldfish and putting them in there. Cheaper, for sure. Yeah, and it's just like, I mean, we honestly, the fish lived for two and a half years with us. I was constantly worried that we were going to kill those fish. And whatever happened wasn't our fault. We called a bunch of different people to see who put the hose in. And, you know, nobody would own up to it. So, but you, I didn't you do it. security camera out there? Can I, you know what? Yeah, I'll explain to you later. But I did, but I, but I, but I fucked up on the recording of it. I had the recording stuff set wrong, you know, and I wish I could have seen it. But then I would have just blamed somebody. But I just had like the, the. No, it's closure though. Yeah, I don't know. I'll tell you what I did wrong, Gav. Here's something I definitely did wrong. What's that? I asked Ashley if she put the hose in the pond. I asked her one too many times because she fed the fish. So I was like, did you put, did you try to fill the pond with water? She goes, no, no. I saw it was a little bit low, but I didn't have time to sit there and put the chlorine stuff in. So I didn't do that. And then I was like, man, I don't know how this happened. And I said, you're sure you didn't put the hose in? She goes, I'm sure I didn't. Then like 30 <laughs> minutes later, I'm like, I think I might have even said, I said, uh, if you did put it in, I just want you to know you could tell me that that was <laughs> what you're gonna get out of that. It's like that was wrong, right? That was stupid to do that. Yeah, I can answer that question myself. It was stupid to do yeah. that. Yeah, she was not happy that I asked the third time. She's like, oh, so you, so <laughs> <laughs> then it was over. Then it was over, and nobody else owned up to it. So I don't know. So that if it was if it was a kid, it seems like totally a little kid thing to do. Like you know, if if I feel if, like it's too advanced for a kid. Why would a kid fill a pond? No, I want to say kid, you know, 10 or 11 year old, you know, the hose is right there and you just got to walk around where the hose is, turn it on and then dunk it, you know, and you know, why would a kid think a water would kill a fish, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm totally, it's total conjecture. I'm going to have to go through like a Sherlock thing, like, like what happened where and this and that. Are you sure it wasn't you? Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm sure it wasn't me. I'm sure it was me because I didn't help Ashley feed the fish and I actually felt bad about that. If it was you, you could tell me. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That's the third way you have to ask that question. How are you guys doing? How are all your pets and everything at home? Doing good. We we have a problem in that we love one of our cats way more than the other one. You love Smee. We love Columbo. Really? Yeah. Smee's a solid cat. Pro cat. But he's not he's not cuddly. But all all I ever see is pictures of you with you're snugged up on Smee. I mean I'll snug him. Yeah. All night. But he doesn't want it as much as Columbo. Well, and Columbo will, what, come and climb all over you? Yeah. Yeah. See, it's weird, because Joe the cat will climb on me, literally will climb on my chest and sit there until I pet him. And when Drew, Drew stayed at my house when he was here last week, <laughs> did you get a chance to see Drew? Yeah. And He was, uh, he was wet because he just went in the pool across the street. <laughs> That's right. You saw him after his pool adventure. But, uh, yeah, Joe took to him instantly, Joe the cat. And uh, the other cat, Nutmeg, is super skittish, but we slowly turned her into a loving cat. So we actually like her probably on par with Joe the cat. I just think if the cat's purring a lot, it loves it more. And Smee doesn't purr. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. Yeah, that's what, that's why you get a cat, for the purring part. Right? Yeah. Columbo's top cat. Has Patrick, a bit, do you, has have, a any, bit do you have any pets? Yeah, I have a cat. You have a cat? Mm-hmm. Sophia. Sophia the cat? Uh-huh. Sophie was the name of, uh, Sophie was the name of Matt and Honest Cat. They got those cats, or it, it was one of the cats. It was Sophie and uh, Romeo. And uh, Sophie, when she died, 
they died within like two weeks of each other. Lived, I think lived like 20 years. Oh and my then God. Died within two wow. weeks of each other. Like an old married couple. And uh, the kids, of course, were sad. Matt's kids were sad. But when the ashes came back and they spelled the name wrong, spelled Sophie wrong, spelled it Spoey. <laughs> <laughs> Spoky, and it was just like a weird moment of they were all super sad, but then like the the typo, like kind of brought brought it home or made it a little bit lighter of a moment. They were able to laugh about it and everything like that. So it was weird like how that typo helped them. That this little their little urn they had with the engraving said Spoey. <laughs> <laughs> so they did with it. How long have you had Sophia? Uh, ten years. Kind of cat is she? She's she's just a feral cat. Don found her in an alleyway. Feral cat's dangerous as shit, dude. Yeah, she's, go a lot of she's ways. feisty. Is she? Yeah, she's really feisty. Like Does she, she get play with her, either? but when she's done, she will. Does she come and snuggle up? Yeah, she's a big snuggler. Yeah. So we're all cat people, right? All the dog people watching tonight are gonna be like, "Ugh, screw these people." I I I wasn't a cat person until this cat. I was all dog. I've done the same with with Meg in that she was definitely dog. <laughs> what? Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> But uh, she's totally a cat person. Now. I was a dog person, then I met Meg. <laughs> I, I like Meg. I'm a Meg person. I'm a Meg person. I think, well, they're just way easier and they smell good. Like a dog smells rank. Unless you've just wiped it. Yeah, but litter boxes smell rank. I mean, it's just... Well, I, I, well, don't go in there then. <laughs> <laughs> don't have a litter box. Like if a dog, a clean dog goes outside, runs about for a minute, takes a dump, comes back in, it's you got to wash it. Yeah. Otherwise, it smells like dog wherever the dog goes. I also feel like dogs are, if you leave them alone too long, it's just, you're a bad owner, right? If You you yeah. have to spend a, like 50% of your time at least with the dog if you have it. Yeah. And you don't have time for that. You, you don't yeah. even go to the gym. You've never been to a gym in your life. Yeah. I still can't believe that. Never been to a gym in your life. Never, never really had time. Have you ever? Or never like, you know, cared enough to apply time to it. Have you ever gone running for exercise? Yeah. Oh, you do that with Meg, right? So you just go on a bit of a jog. I don't like that either. <laughs> Did you, yeah, you can't do it now. It's impossible. Yeah. In August. In I walk Austin. a lot, though. I walk to work sometimes. I mean, they're walking to be exercise. Maybe. I guess so. Is walking not exercise? I also got a trampoline. <laughs> yeah, what are you going to do with that? Did you get that for the, the slow-mo guys' videos? Yeah. I got it for the video, and I never took it down. And now I just bounce around on it for shits and giggles. We actually have neighbors who are like, you got kids? And I was like, no. No, just, just two idiots. I like bouncing on a trampoline, and I'm almost thirty. You should tell him Dan's your kid. <laughs> he's got he's got something that where he just ages faster. Like than a trampoline else. isn't a toy, but it's weird for just an adult family to have one. I would say it's a toy. It's a toy. I think. I mean, it's, it's like, like a three hundred dollar big giant thing. It's a kid thing. It's a kid thing. I mean, I feel a three hundred dollar giant thing is also a bouncy castle. Bouncy castles for kids, right? Are they? <laughs> well, I'm just saying. It's okay if you have one, but if, you have to acknowledge it for if kids. If you filled one of those with, heal with helium, would it fly off? I believe so. There's there's a, there's a videos online of when a windstorm oh, yeah. up and like it just carries it away. Oh, I don't know if it kills kids. I yeah, seen kids that part are blown away at them. Oh, that's scary. Dude. Drops them out. Oh, if they fall out of it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, typically I mean, you would because it would fly upside down. Or you just stick with it and then you land and you got to <laughs> you're surrounded yeah, by bouncy Yeah, a kid is, is brave enough to stick with the bouncy castle? No, no. I don't think I've ever heard about a kid dying in that kind of a thing. Oh, it happens. All right. Well, you're super depressing. Thanks Let's for that. Talk about fish again. <laughs> so how are you guys doing? I haven't. I feel like I haven't seen Megan forever, man. We're doing good. Yeah, we. I almost got her. You invited her yachting, but not me, so I didn't know about the trip. Well, the yachting turned out to be a sailboat. First of all, you seriously. If I invited you, I, we had a great time. But if I invited you out, and I said we're going yachting. 
which is the way it was presented to me. Yeah. And we actually had we recorded this part of the vlog uh, where we talked about how we've all of us have never been yachting because one of the things that happens uh, with the vlog is when we do stuff that's interesting is that people get upset that money's been spent. I think Michael dealt with this on off topic. He bought a two hundred dollar controller. Right? Yeah, like some spray paint. The thing that the thing that was the kind of the the touchy part of the things that we've done so far uh, was we took a helicopter ride for Ashley's birthday in San Francisco. And everyone's like, must be nice to be able to take a helicopter ride. The helicopter ride was probably one-fifth of the cost of the overall trip. Like, to get us out to San Francisco yep. and to stay in a hotel for four days was easily three times the cost of the helicopter trip. But the helicopter trip is what made the trip memorable, you know? It's like, it's, it's, it's just weird how people key on certain things. I don't know why money is one of those things where people have something to say about how you spend money. Because it's, it's, you earned it. Yeah, do whatever the hell you want with it. Yeah, no, I get it. I think it's a it's a uh, it's a relatability thing, you know, that comes across, and they 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 want to try to tell you that you're unrelatable. But I always say too, it's like if you were a uh, like followed somebody, if you followed PewDiePie for ten years, and then you read an article that he's the number one person on YouTube, and you read an article that he made, you know, this enormous salary, yeah, you know, which they <clears throat> estimate, and people kind of freak out when that happens. But wouldn't you, wouldn't you? Want the number one guy on the biggest platform in the world to be like paid l like other people yeah. in other industries? Like, you know, I don't freak out when Robert Downey Jr. makes $80 million <laughs> for playing Iron Man for the billionth time. I've there's so many situations where someone will tell me what they bought. It's like a, a big thing. And I'll, and I'll be like, I mean, I wouldn't have spent money on that, but I'm not like, I'm not like, I don't have an issue with them. They wanted that and they like work to save, save up and buy. So why would I have a problem with it? You know what? That's it's one of them. The, that's why. That's one of the reasons why I was never a car person for a really long time. And I could argue. Alan makes the argument that I didn't buy a car, bought an iPhone on wheels with a Tesla. <laughs> but the other thing too is like, I I don't. I've been the kind of person. You know, for me, it takes me forever to pull the trigger on buying something. Yes. Like it's over anything over three hundred bucks. It's just like I will sit on it for six months and not buy it, and just wait and wait and wait. And uh, I finally bought that. Robot litter thing that you that you recommend. Oh, do you like it? I, it's, I haven't oh. got it yet. We'll, we'll find out. And uh, the uh, you know just just that process of like waiting to buy stuff. It's like sometimes I just feel like, all right, I know I'm going to need this. I know this will make my life better, and I'm just like kind of putting it off. And every moment I put it off, <clears> I get less value out of it, really, more than anything else. So. I found that because I also rarely spend money on big stuff. I don't ever buy clothes. All my clothes are very high quality merchandise. That I get for hey, free. Hey, the your Rick and Morty inspired Summer Guys shirt is in the store. It yeah. is. Yeah, people. I wore it on the podcast a few weeks ago. I wore it because I didn't know that it was coming soon. I thought it was out. Oh, and they so, were selling at RTX. Yeah, that's why I thought that. And so it was a delayed release to the store. So, and I think it sold out of most of its sizes like that, almost instantaneously. That's cool. Yeah, I was I was waiting to pull the trigger on a TV because I wanted a new TV. For, yep. I, I was like four years in to wanting a new TV, and I was like, I should just. Get one, and then I, I ended up going to Best Buy like twenty times just to look at TVs every so often, just to see, you know, how much they were and like the sizes you could get. And on like the twentieth visit to Best Buy, I was like, I should be valuing my time a lot more, and I've probably spent more than the TV in my time just by wasting time thinking about this TV and not buying it. It's really and I was hard. Like, I'm just yeah. gonna buy it. No, it's it's hard. But like, it was like eighteen new, months of like perusing TVs, buying a new console, anything like that. You know, yeah. I've gotten pretty good. I think about. Uh, I don't pre-order anything except for hardware stuff because I've just learned my lesson. Although, I don't, are you excited about this 
Nintendo, this SNES? Yeah. You are? There's games on it that I don't have anymore. Oh, okay. I, I had this, like, I last played some of those games when I was probably eight. So I'm how, excited to play them again. How do you say it? How do you say the abbreviation? SNES. You do? You say SNES? SNES. You should be very happy that we're not on a podcast with Gus tonight. Because he would flip his... Can't stand it. Hates it. Everyone in England I knew called it a SNES. Did you call it a NES? Bit before my time, that one. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's crazy. That's really crazy. Didn't know anyone who had one. But the car thing is like, I can never really become a car guy because I saw this happen too many times. I like the idea of that... If you spend a certain amount of money, like if you decide, my dad taught me this was with hardware, with tools. It's like you can buy super cheap tools, you know, a $20 wrench you can buy for 10 bucks, but it'll break on you in the first year. A $20 wrench will last you for the rest of your life, for the lifetime guarantee. He was big into tools and all that. So he kind of instilled that in me earlier. It's like if you know you're going to use something and you need it, you know, you should invest in that and get the good one. And the problem with cars is... Cars are like one of the only thing that you can't buy the big, buy the most expensive one, and it's the best. Because if you if you were somebody who's like, okay, I'm gonna buy uh, a Bentley, mm-hmm. and you go out and you buy a Bentley, they'll say you'll you the first time you show it to anybody, they'll go, eh, you should have bought an Aston Martin, you know, or something, <laughs> something else that's slightly different, but at that same level. And it's just like, and it's really weird for someone who's gonna buy something like that. I, I you know, I would never want to hear like that if I've tried spent like if I went out and bought like a Ford pickup. And bought one. It was like thirty thousand dollars. You had thirty thousand dollars in the car. Then immediately hear that it's garbage. You know, from somebody else. Hey. Hey. Speaking of people who drive, how you doing? I'm good. It's Michael Jones, everybody. Thirty year old Michael Jones. I owe you some. Thank you. I got twenty. Oh, I'll he's keep, paying I'll, for. He's paying you back. I'll keep the change, Michael. I have a surprise for him. You do for tomorrow on the podcast. Yeah. I. I. You know, one of my favorite things in the world to do is give Ellie stupid stuff to do. And uh, so I, it's like I, I like to give her stuff to do that challenges her uh, her Britishness. So I asked her to do something today that but, was very uh, un-British. I would say I would say so. She had to learn a lot about American culture in order to get it done. But you'll see tomorrow. Space of time too. Space it, yeah, of time. it was like uh, twenty-four hours. So you know I, what, Gavin? Do you know what? If you're gonna spend money on something and get the best one, you know what you can do that with. Mattresses. Oh. Hey. This episode of the Rooster <laughs> Podcast is brought to you by Casper. Casper is an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the cost. A fraction. Casper is revolutionizing the mattress industry by cutting the cost of dealing with resellers and showrooms and passing that savings directly to the consumer. Casper's mattress, uh, excuse me, Casper's mattress is an obsessively engineered mattress at a very fair price. Casper is made of supportive memory foams for a sleep surface with just the right sink and just the right bounce. Plus, its breathable design sleeps cool to help you regulate your temperature throughout the night. Are you getting are you getting hot at night now when it's like in the summer? Yeah. Is it, can I ask you a question? You don't have to answer this question if you want to. Is Meg like a, does she like chump? No, she wants nothing to do with me. In a, really? In terms of snuggles at night. See, most, <laughs> I, that would upset me like most months of the year. July and August in Austin, I wish Ashley was like that, kind of. Because here's the way it works in our room, is bed, me, Ashley and then all like the cats have like 75% of the bed because Ashley will just go chomp. In fact, I even the other night moved over to her side of the bed and then I woke up and she had chomp come back the other way. The thing I struggle with is she says I have bad circulation. I'm very cold. I just think I'm efficient with heat. Like surely if I'm colder, I'm not losing as much energy because I'm not giving off just waste heat. 
That's it. That makes sense. But a breathable mattress like this is something. <laughs> it's like I've got to move to a mattress that to breathe and get some air going in because I think my current one is just is garbage. All right, for Casper, you can buy it easily online and completely risk-free. It'll be delivered right to your door in a compact box. Casper understands the importance of truly trying out a mattress that in all reality you spend a third of your life on. I want to talk to you about that in a second. Casper offers free delivery and painless returns within a 100-day period, so you don't have to lie down in a showroom. You can save an additional $50 off towards a mattress uh, purchased by going to casper.com slash RT and entering the promo code RT. That's R as in rooster, T as in teeth. That's casper.com slash RT and promo code RT. Terms and conditions apply. Free shipping and returns to the U.S. and to our friends in Canada. Thanks, Casper, for sponsoring the podcast. When it comes to money spending decisions, I always go for where I spend the most time and the things I use the most often in in the stuff that I want to be nice. So Mm -hmm. I have good mattress, good TV, good chair to edit on. No, that makes sense. Sorry, how much would you spend on a toilet? Brandon wants to know. Brandon wants to know what you spend on a toilet? You spend like a $2,200 toilet. It was really nice. Uh, I, I, was, I was browsing those anal spray toilets. And there's one that like cleanses the bowl with UV after you're done. That's a bit much. The most expensive one I could find was like 10500 bucks. Oh, you posted about that. Yeah, it's like, that's an expensive toilet. No, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't buy that. No, I would, if, if it sprayed my asshole, I'd probably put a grand into it. Here's my logic. I want the like whole that. thing though. I don't want like a stick on seat. Yeah, no, they look. Twenty two hundred is too much for someone I shit into. Would you count the bowel movements and then figure it out how much it is for? No. Right. Well, I mean, how much? Okay, so how how many shits does the average toilet take? The average toilet? Yeah. I don't know because. I think if your shits are more than a dollar per shit, then it's too expensive. I would agree with that. Yeah, like if you gain, became constipated, you'd be like, I'm not getting my money's worth. This is bullshit. <laughs> the average is up. too high. I don't know if I, I don't know if I go for that. That's, it just seems too expensive. It's 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 one of those things too. It's um I always say there's two things that affect your like tastes going forward. When you have an early job, like I sold luggage was one of my first jobs that I ever had. And because I sold luggage. I know how what quality luggage is versus not quality luggage, so I probably spend too much money on luggage. Brandon, what was your first job that you ever had? I don't think we asked you that in the vlog, did we? I was a shitty waiter at a shitty restaurant. Well, yeah, what'd you do? Well, you want to say it? Uh, well, no, I didn't like poison anything, but it was just. Thank uh, you for that. It's yeah. been a weird thing with like people in food service admitting that they wanted to put people's food, put stuff in people's food. That's weird to me. Yeah, no, it was just a, it was a trashy place. I think it was like a Bennigan's. And I think I can say that because they're out of business, but like they had so <laughs> many different combinations. I kept getting it fucked up. Like they have secret shoppers, which basically people who kind of work for the company. Oh, I'd love that job. Oh, I yeah. would love that job. And then every report I got was just like, shit. Really? But they were bulldozing the Bennigan's so they didn't give a fuck. Why were you so bad? It, it's because I could never remember the different salad combinations. <laughs> it's one of those places that has like a million things on the menu because they're not really good at anything. But you, didn't you write all that stuff down when people asked for it? Yeah, but it's like they would quiz you. Like they come in and they would ask you questions about the menu and you have to remember off the top of your head like how much a side salad is. A dollar. Hmm. I think. That is quite a lot yeah. to remember. Yeah. Remember the menu? Come on. That's a big menu. Just remember the goddamn menu. Bennigan's? If you're at Cheesecake Factory, that thing's like a novel. No, there's a lot. There's a lot of Bennigan's. I saw a lot of gross stuff. There'd be a guy who come in and order two Monte Cristos. You remember the Monte Cristo? Yeah, very well. It was well. nothing but fried jelly. Yeah. 
It's a, it's a club sandwich with jelly on it, Gavin, that's deep fried. Battered like jam? and deep fried. Yeah, jam. Not jelly. Not what you would call jello. But yeah. So did you ever work any jobs where you like sold anything like manufactured or anything like that? Uh, yeah, I worked at the Renaissance Festival one year and I sold gargoyles. <laughs> So now you always buy the most expensive gargoyles. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, I take a lot of pride in my gargoyle. You sold thing. gargoyles? Yeah. Well, I've never and it was like in gargoyle-related gargoyle. items, like so dragons for, and shit like that. I want to fuck a gargoyle now. Do you have gargoyles? Do you own any gargoyles? Well, like stone no, I, gargoyles? I didn't get a discount on the merchandise. But you haven't gone forward in your life and thought, I always have to have a gargoyle. No. No, now I'm thinking about it, though. Are you picky about fruit and veg? Yeah. Yeah? I mean, I just wash it. Well, but I mean, what you select. Yeah, but that means nothing because probably someone dropped it. Yeah, probably so. <laughs> where, where do you where do you shop? Like, are you prissy about grocery store stuff? Nah, just H-E-B. H-E-B? That's like our basic grocery store. It's like a Kroger or Safeway if you're somewhere else. I would have thought you guys would use a grocery delivery service. Well, that's, they'll, they'll go places. Austin's like the king of like delivery services and ride sharing and everything else. So it's, it, it gets, that gets super addictive of like, oh, I don't want to go... Grocery shopping, I can pay like seven bucks and have someone do all my grocery shopping for me. You know what I mean? And it just shows up at a certain time. That's really fucking cool. That was like, that's pretty new. That's like two years ago. It's pretty wicked. And if, and if you, I always talk about valuing time. There's no real way to figure out what your time is worth. But if you look at all the things you do, you think it's probably not worth spending an hour to go shopping when I could pay seven bucks to have it brought to me. But then that's a shitty thought. That's like, that's not the future, I don't think. What do you mean? It's a shitty mindset, isn't it? Well, you know, like, you're valuing other people's time so much less than your own time. But I did read a really funny tweet uh, that someone put out, or I don't know if funny is the right word. It made me think where the person wrote, imagine how badly we've screwed up as a species if robots are about to do all of our work, and that's a bad thing. And I thought that's a really good point. It's like, what did we get to the point where robots taking away our jobs and robots doing all this... All the work that we all do every day, that's a crisis for us, you know? Because well, how do you make money if you're robots? Well, right? there you go. Exactly. It's because we've all grown up <clears throat> in this environment where you have to have a job and you have to, to work. It's like a normal thing. But work is like this thing that we just made up at some point. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, it really is like, you know, going to do what we do or, you know, going to run a cash register in a grocery store. That's like at some point that was made up thing. And yeah, then, but that, doesn't the human mind it? crave work? Like nobody wants to be like, oh, I'm retired at 18. What are you gonna do with the rest of your life? Well, it could be could be part of the thing. That sounds awful. Food, and I think like your desire for food like motivates you to figure out who Granted, will give you, you think food the grocery for what. Store makes food. Do you think that's what it does? <laughs> yeah, I think it's the motivating factors. You need to eat, and it's like, well, shit, I'm not gonna grow it myself. What can I do for somebody else to grow it? I always looked Although at. I, I think I could. Ellie, are you leaving? Yeah, I'm outside. Where are you going? You're leaving? I want to talk to you real quick before you go, because we were talking about luggage and everything like that. Are you in a rush rush? No. Okay. So we were I'll come back to this point in a second. I want to talk to you, I want to talk to you about sharks, Brandon. But Ellie Ellie, where'd you shop? Well, in England. Where do you shop? In Waitress? England. Yeah, actually. Do you shop at Waitress? Well, Waitress was the closest one and I was too lazy to walk the extra like two minutes to the Tesco. So expensive though. Yeah. I know. So for those of you who are not familiar, Ellie uh is the reason why the podcast was late today. So just oh, to clear that up. I see. No, 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 no. So Ellie was I I, I, don't, I don't know if I can reveal this. I think this podcast will be out later, but I wanted Ellie to do this thing for Off Topic tomorrow. Oh, your ridiculous task that you sent me. It was, was it ridiculous? It was pretty ridiculous. Well, for first, I didn't even know what it was that I had to source. So it took a little bit of research before I could <laughs> Are you allowed to say what it is? I can't. It'll totally spoil it. It would totally spoil it. Yeah, it would. We just have, we just have a gift for Michael that he's going to love. Uh. And she had to go to a very... 
I American even researched if I could make it, <laughs> but it only came in like percentages of of the original thing that you wanted. So it would have taken. Well, you should have gone to Brandon's grocery store where they make all the food. Well, <laughs> that would have been that would have been a good place. So to ever go. since you took this new position, right, your life is no longer a normal life. I feel like <laughs> it. There are some very weird days for sure. Like when I got a text from Bernie being like, I need four graduate caps and gowns <laughs> by tonight at six. Thanks. Can you get those? <laughs> He's like, on it. Can you just favor that? No. Turns That's out, no. one of those services. No. I mean, it's like, you know. See, Ellie, Ellie started in production. And so the way we met was, uh, if I recall correctly, it was the Million Dollars Butt episode that was the Jason Bourne one. And the, we had this interrogation room with the one-way mirror and everything. For the Jason Bourne scenes, I was like, "Who that?" And it was a like a office building right around the corner from here, and they had a market research thing that they used, and that's why they had the one way mirror. But it was such a cool room. I was like, "Who found this room?" And it was like they said she did, and it was Ellie. And I was like, "Ah, she find cool stuff." So that you you cursed yourself. That's always the curse. I'm mad about it. If Finding cool stuff in a foreign land is difficult. It too. is difficult. That's true, but. I, I'm pretty proud of what I've managed to do for tomorrow. I think it's going to be good. Oh, you're going you're gonna to be an off topic tomorrow? Than you I am now. You should. It's, it's going to be enjoyable. You probably <laughs> won't give a shit, actually, but it'll <laughs> okay. be enjoyable. All right. I just had you something for Michael's birthday because I forgot. What did you do for my birthday? Your birthday? I wish you happy birthday. Thanks. I probably did what <laughs> I did with most of my friends. Which is I just texted you and wrote, it is your birthday. And that's it. <laughs> and then don't text you for another uh, Dan's day. been getting so many happy birthday messages today. It's not his birthday. What happened? <laughs> he uh, he tweeted once that it was his birthday, but because of the time difference, um, it was still today in America. So they put his Wikipedia birthday as the wrong day. He can't get anything right. His birthday's tomorrow. He can get nothing right. At least it's close. <laughs> yeah. Occasionally, I I used to do that on Twitter. I would occasionally just wish somebody a happy birthday, just randomly. <laughs> and then of course, then their Twitter mentions, especially if it's someone we work with and they follow both of us. Their Twitter mentions would explode. Okay, speaking of Twitter, uh, Ellie, yeah. we have brought this up before, and so people want me to bring it up to you. Why in the world do you check a bag when you travel? <laughs> Why do you do that? Still. I can't. No, no, not still. I haven't had a chance to redeem myself since that you've been calling me out publicly. For I would this. say calling out publicly. I would say <laughs> it's an employer review to a wider audience. <laughs> well, I was checking a bag because I was actually, well, I was a bit unsure of like what the requirements were with flying domestically here, like what you can and can't do. And what, what were you worried about? What you like taking like aerosols and liquids and, sh and stuff like that. And it's all right for you because you just have to travel with like a comb. <laughs> but, but I need to bring things. But now I've talked to Ashley and she's helped me figure out like the, the good way to travel quickly as a woman. As a woman? Yeah. Yeah, she, boy, I got in trouble one time, so speaking of gifts, one time I had this bright idea that uh, I would watch Ashley go back and forth with her makeup. Like, she had makeup at home, and then she, for the no, when she was going on camera, she needed makeup. So one year for her birthday, I thought, or maybe it was Christmas or anniversary or something, I thought, I'm going to do this thing where I'm just going to uh, replicate her makeup environment in both places so she can just go back and forth and have her makeup in both places. I had no idea how much makeup is. Yeah. That's ridiculous. It's very expensive. It's very expensive. Like hundreds yeah. of dollars to... Yeah. Yeah. Well, to replace a whole like set of like your regular that you use, yeah, it would probably be a couple hundred at least. I had no, I thought like one of those compacts with the pattern, it was like five bucks. No, like, it was like one of them was 70. I was yeah. Like, what? For stuff that's not going to like, because you put it on every day, you need to get stuff that's not just going to like fuck up your face. See, there you go. See, you want to buy the best. And Make sure there's no acid or chlorine. Right, in exactly. It. That's a good example of something Too to spend good money on. 
Too soon. <laughs> Sorry. Too soon with the chlorine. You, I, listen, I actually asked Ellie to help uh, with you with something because we were traveling oh, yeah. somewhere together. And um, I don't know if we can say it's RTX London. I don't know if either one of us has been announced yet. But uh, I had her book. Is this the part where Ellie yells at me and calls me a piece of shit? Yes. So what was this? <laughs> what happened? Well, it's like you wanted to fly an American. Well, okay, okay. You All fly right. British Airways. Pa- Air- okay, go ahead. I never fly British Airways. What? I fly American. What? That's because, not true. Uh, uh, because uh, I can just spend miles and get upgraded. Right? Can't do that on BA. Yes, you can. No, you can yeah. get miles. You can't spend them. Yes, you can. Oh, bollocks! No! Bullshit! This is probably where you're going wrong, Gavin, is that all you have to do is call them, and then you treat the person at the end of the phone like a person, oh and then they're more willing to help you out. There you go. Done it. And they said you can't spend your miles because it's a British Airways operated flight, and you can't upgrade they're to British. They're, they're, they're part of the phrase, one world. Then you use the phrase, are you sure there's nothing you can do? <laughs> what so what happens LA. then? This is what she does. And then she, they go, well, depending on how you say it. If you say it sternly, like you're <laughs> uh, politely but sternly, you know, See, like I don't, a, a I British I way, then they, they take a few moments and they go, hang on, let me check. And then they come back five minutes later or something after you've been on hold for a while and you've been about your own business. So who are you talking to? Are you talking to BA or American Airlines? I'm talking to BA. Okay, because yeah. I always go through America and they're yeah, like... Yeah, they all go like, oh, there's nothing you can do and fuck you. But British Airways are like, I'm ever so sorry. See, I, I went to America and they said, go screw yourself. Then they put me on to BA mm. and they said, you've got no Just, miles with us. They're with so what's the situation now? I'm with figuring the, it out now. With this flight. See, so here, no, but here's, here's what I wrote, right? I was very specific mm. because if you're not clear, then you're to blame, right? So you, we were like doing this thing and, I was, and they were like, can you do this? And I was like, yeah, I need to fly on American Airlines. And then I thought... That's not specific enough because you can book code share through American, but it might be operated by British Airways. This is so specific. Right. Go ahead. So I said, yes, but I need to fly on an American Airlines operated mm. flight. And that is as specific as but I could get. You do and I'm understand. a BA. So then I was like, well, I'm not flying American now. No, you're not. You're flying on the same flight as every single person from this company going to RTX London. Who and you're people? the only one that's being extra about not being able to use free miles to upgrade. You're like right under the bus. I, uh, the miles I earn, and it means that I can sleep in a bed flying. But you can in- do it. You just have to go a little couple extra steps and be nice to people. Should we listen to Ellie because she has a posher accent than you? Yes. I don't. <laughs> look, there's no way on this flight on BA that I'm going to be in business class. If I, With an What upgrade. would you do? What would you give me if I get you business class? Mm. I would give you a business class ticket. Would you? Really? I bought with my own money. <laughs> if you get, if, if she gets you upgraded to business class for free, then you would buy her a business class ticket to go over there. Yeah. She just announced that Ellie's going to RTX London. That's what. Are you not her. going? No, I don't. <laughs> yes, yes. I don't think I can travel to RTX London, and also, my assistant not, and producer, who lives or is from the UK, would not come with us. It's not. That would be quite mean. If I said London, would you be mad if I said you're from London? That would have made you mad. No. No, I'm so, well, I grew grew up in Kent and then I went to school in London. So I sort of, I'm from both, but it's just easier to say from London. Here's the thing. It's not that I have to fly business class. England is my city. It's just, if you're going Mm -hmm. somewhere for work, if you've slept on the way, then you're going to be like bouncier and more, you know, in work form when you get there. Yeah, but I fly economy all the time. But if we have the choice and I know I'm going to get the upgrade on American... For free, and we'd mm. have to spend, you know, company money on an upgrade. Most proper argument ever. Then, if we have the choice, we haven't booked the flight. Put me on American. I'll happily fly to but Dallas. But we wouldn't think that you should be operated by American. A, a normal person reading that isn't going to know the distinction. So what should I, I say? know the distinction. Please fly me on a plane with American Airlines written on the side of the plane. How, no. how else can I explain it? 
But I mean, something like I would rather go indirect to get my free upgrade because I'm extra. <laughs> I've got the miles to spend. Why wouldn't I spend them? Because for a direct flight, like most normal like, people would, choose, would rather have a direct flight than you, would you, you don't fly a lot though. All right. <laughs> so you're okay I with would, go, you're okay with the connection? It depends on the connection. Like to Dallas, that's like you're up, you're down. Now just do it again. I hate that and I'll part be of it. Flying, though. sleeping. It's I, great. I booked that flight because the entire company was going on that one flight on that on that day, and it made. Didn't make sense to me that one person would be upset about. I it. hope that the two of you can work it out. I think I'm going to do it. I'm going to get you that this flight. Is, this is why you're my gonna reputation. You're going to owe her a very expensive business class ticket if that's the case. I regret you're that. Doing, I regret that. Like, you are doing like yours with miles, but if you had to pay for that, that's stupid amount of money. That's stupid. That was a big bet you just threw out there. See, I get the shit your reputation now because mm. now I'm like. Fussing yeah. about the thing that I was what so specific <laughs> in the first place. So Gavin of business class cannot fly with the peons in economy. I will oh, happily fly in economy. I'm just gonna be crabby. Where am I? When books? we land, I will deal your, with your crabbiness. Where are my books? But, am what? I up in business class? Yeah, I am. Well, I'm gonna get both of you free upgrades oh, because okay. I'm nice to people. Okay, I'll <laughs> take it if I can get it. Nice. Do you think? Firm. Do you think I wouldn't be nice to someone on the phone? Have you ever spoken to me on the phone? No, but if anything, speaking to you in real life is anything to go by. <laughs> wow. She's really brutal. She's spoken to you over email, it's kind of like the modern day phone. No? You said to me the other day, that sounds like a lot of extra words I'd have to use. And that is verbatim. Okay, so that's the thing that I don't have. I don't have like the fluff that goes around. It's not fluff, it's just saying, hello, sorry, I have a bit of a problem and I was wondering if you could help me out. <laughs> See, I wouldn't do that. I would just no, be you like, wouldn't. no, 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 because that there's no information there. Well, it, that's I the beginning be like, of the conversation, Gavin. That's not the whole thing. They're not supposed to guess the rest. But you're just throwing a load of extra fluff around <laughs> the bit that you want. Like for me, it'd be like, I need help with an upgrade. Yeah, I know. And they'd yeah. be like, oh, this asshole. But that's not rude. That's just me <laughs> being is. like, how's that rude? How's that rude? See, Meg had to go at me that this once because I called up a dry cleaner and I said, hi, what time are you open till? Cool, thanks. And she was like, oh. Yeah, and I was like, "What?" She's like, "Oh, I would have been like, hi, I'm just wondering all this stuff." And I was yes. like, but, "But what does that, that achieve? That's just wasting their time." No, it doesn't. It achieves people being feel like feeling like not only they're providing a service, but like people actually think that they're people, and that's nice. That's nice to be thought of as a person and not like, "Hello, Gavin, need clothes? When clothes?" <laughs> the Gavin is Gavin need pickup clothes? When when shop clothes? Thank you. I mean, it's not that bad. Well, like it sound like that's it's how it like comes across. When you're at a hotel and you have to call the front desk or if you're going to order room service or whatever, do you tell them what room you're in when, when they pick up? No, because they know what room you're in. I know that, but it's like I, I, I always tell them what room I'm in. I feel like that's fluff. Like that is. I know that they have that information. That isn't fluff because it's actual information. <laughs> like there's actual like data. Yeah. You can't get any data from, hi, I was just wondering if. Something you know, there's yeah, nothing but most there. People aren't just in search of data. They're <laughs> trying to connect with other humans. You're also trying to get like, something out of this. Person. You need to think about the story. Like this guy's been sat at the dry cleaners all day, right? And he's just been giving people bags of clothes, and it's boring. And he gets a phone call, and he's like, "Oh, a human to talk to." And you're like, "Hello, when does your store close?" Thanks. I would disagree. I would, I would, I would think like, that someone in retail doesn't want any interaction with a human, and they want all interactions to be as brief as possible, <laughs> so they can crack on with their we crossword aren't, we aren't or sudoku. Just a bunch of gavins walking the earth. <laughs> so if I if you were working at Waitrose, yeah, and you're in fruit and veg, yeah, you would prefer I just walk up to you and go squash. <laughs> and that's it. It's like not no fluff. And you go right there. I'd be like spaghetti. <laughs> I try and like get a little bit more of information. Squash? But uh, 
I'd clarify. I'd want more. Inf I'd want just the information. Yeah. I see where you're coming from, Gavin. I would ask. I would want them to say where. Tangerine. Respectfully. I've got to add more fluff to my life. Apparently. You've got oh, you're gonna have more fluff. So you're buying Elliot a business bit class ticket. Where did you get your fluff from? Oh, I don't know. Probably my dad. <laughs> that is a good point. Well, like, how did he it's, get raised in the like, same it's country? It's like negotiation, isn't it? Is it's your dad like... northern? No. I'm just trying to wonder where this fluff came from. In your See, family. okay, you want to talk about stuff that, like, if you get, if you buy the best thing, it ruins you for it. Uh, she worked in a coffee shop, oh, and yeah. she now is very super picky about coffee. She's very, very, very picky about coffee, which I benefit from because you get great coffee. But she was also, by the way, no offense, a terrible coffee shop employee. No, I was terrible. Why? They I were, tried to quit and they like graciously fired me and I didn't even realize I was being fired. I was like, oh my gosh, thank you. <laughs> All that I tried to bid my two weeks notice because I got my job here. And um, then they were like, you can just leave. And I was like, oh, great. <laughs> and then I got home and was like, hang on. She had to fired. do taste tests where she would like make notes of like what the coffee. It's a very the undertones. pretentious coffee shop in town. There's a couple of them. And so she had to sample the coffee and write, it has notes of cedar and Morning lavender, lavender in it. And it tastes like this. You'll appreciate this, Gavin. Every time they made her do that, they're a, it tastes like, and she would write coffee <laughs> every, <laughs> every time. So they fired her. You got yeah. fired because you lost your fluff. <laughs> I, it's true. I had lost, I lost my fluff along the way somewhere. I would also like quite visibly sigh when someone entered the room and that was never good. <laughs> someone would walk in and I'd be like, oh god, I have to make that. Hello. <laughs> oh, you mean the customers? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, that's not gonna go over Right, well. so if it a customer came in and they wanted the um, interaction to take 30 seconds yeah. instead of three and a half minutes. I didn't provide. But wouldn't you rather have a shorter interaction with the customer? Well, but I'm not supposed to. They're supposed to be like, hello, right, but as a human though, story. When you, when you, you know be... about humans? <laughs> <laughs> Human interaction for you is the worst thing that's ever happened to you in the history of our relationship is we had an elevator ride. I remember it so well. We were in the parking garage at the Congress building. We got on the first floor. We rode up to the eighth floor, and I talked to a lady in the elevator who was with us. And when she got <laughs> off the floor before, she said, that was horrendous. Like, you couldn't believe that people would talk in a lift together. <laughs> You're just so trapped. You can't, you can't do anything. Everyone else has to listen to you. <laughs> it's polite to not say anything in a lift. Just stare straight ahead, right? All that because you're just forcing someone to listen to a conversation. So there's a YouTuber that I like. And I recently rode in an elevator with this YouTuber. And I got in. They said hello to me. I said hello back. Then somebody else went to get in the elevator. And they stopped those people from getting in the elevator. And said, take the next one. And I'm, I'm in the elevator. That's wrong, right? That's yeah. weird and wrong, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was that was that was bizarre, and I'm I I I like this person. Well, that I'm person keeping it as anonymous like, as possible. Nah. Yeah, just like, you like them the still? One. No. I mean, that was like a blip. See, that to me sounds way worse than anything I've done, either in person or over email. I don't. Uh, <laughs> all right. Yeah, that's fair. That's definitely yeah. a, that's your that's your flaw. Because uh, sure. I I'm never trying to be rude. I'm just trying to be just information. Mm. So let me ask you a question. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. You have Somo Guys obviously is this big, <clears throat> huge operation. I mean, it's it's it does it it's a big show. You have you actually have a really cool thing going on where you have a new YouTube Red show. Like they that's one of the flagship shows because they're doing new shows that they're YouTube Red shows, but they're on the main YouTube platform. Yeah. So it's like a really cool not, thing. Not behind the paywall, but still. Are you like super pressured about that? Pressure? Do you feel pressure? Like because you're one of the first ones when they announced your show. They announced a thing with Katy. I'm trying to remember the thing. They announced you a thing with Katy Perry, a thing with James Corden, 
And then somebody else, I was like, holy shit, that's like Gavin's up there with like heavy hitters. Pressure's on, but pressure's good. Yay, you good? You ready for it? Yeah, can't wait. I was trying to think about this the other day. What was, oh, Ellie, thank you so much. And thank you for the, uh, well, you'll see tomorrow. Hopefully if it works out, we'll see. So what were the, I was trying to think the other day, what were the shows <laughs> or the channels that started basically in the same era as slow-mo guys? Oh, like the gimmicky ones? I'm just saying, like, what are some shows? Like, was I FPS always, Russia? I was yeah, thinking? I was thinking of that one. Epic Meal Time, maybe around the same time. Yeah. I don't really know. I wasn't a big YouTube watcher when I started, so I wasn't really... There's a lot of stuff that's gone away that yeah. isn't big anymore. It's so funny, too, because it's, you know, we were... A lot of times on the vlog, talk about, like, getting started doing stuff. Game Time was all about how people got uh, started in their careers. Um... I think we talked about this on the game time you and I did, but when you were starting slow-mo guys, one of the things that can slow you down in those early days is somebody else does something similar that you already have in your head. In fact, immersion, the first episode <coughs> that we did with the, the third person car, I was in a rush to make that video because I was positive somebody else was going to make it. And then as soon as I made the video, Freddie called me, Freddie Wong called me and he's like, I was going to make that video. I was like, I knew somebody else was working on this. I'm sure had it in their head. And when you see somebody else doing an idea that is similar to yours that you haven't yet started on, it can really put the brakes on you. Like our show Break Room, when we saw Wreck-It Ralph, we were like, fuck, now we can't make the show mm -hmm. because it's going to look derivative or whatever. But you shouldn't do that because I remember uh, we'd been talking about what became Slow Mo Guys um, for a while. And then some other website put out a thing where they had a slow-mo video like once a week or something like that. But it was really specific. They would just break something. It's an escapist show. It's called The Daily Drop. I remember it well. I just didn't want to bring it up. I didn't know if you wanted me to bring it up. Actually, but I met those guys and I talked to them. I told them the story. Yeah. I met them at Child's Play charity dinner. Really? Yeah. In uh, Seattle? Mm hmm Oh, that's really cool. I haven't been to that in a really long time. The thing is that... I just don't go to Seattle very often anymore. Oh, it was like five years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, we'd, we'd already shot a lot of stuff. And also, I'd already been putting out slow-mo for years before the channel started. Mm -hmm. Since like 2004 was when I put up the first one and I just uploaded it and hosted it myself Put it in my journal. Yeah, and then it ended up on a break Yeah, they would just Big take voice. it and lift it. Yeah, so we've been doing stuff for a long time And then I actually started shooting slumber guys. I wanted to have like 10 videos done before we started uploading them and during that period of where we'd started shooting but before we've uploaded this this uh, other daily drop thing, yeah came on and, and you were like Act fast or something. You said something. Yeah, like that. or better hurry or something yeah. like that. I wrote you about it. And I think I put up a video the next week. But yeah. I, you know, there's no point in being put off by that stuff. You can, like, a bunch of people can do the same stuff and do it well in their own way. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Stephen Suptic's a great example of that because even though he doesn't call his stuff vlogs, I think most other people classify it as a vlog. But it's just so different. It's just yeah. like it's. Do you watch? Do you watch much of Steven's stuff? Yeah, I've been watching some. Yeah, it's. Um, I got hooked like immediately when I started watching that stuff, and uh, it's funny because when he's like on shows like on the spot and everything, it's very very mixed reaction. You know what I mean? Because there's people who are. It's always like that though. You we know? have a lot of people like that in the family though. I feel like Greg Mill is polarizing, which makes no sense to me. You know, because it's weird. Because outside of our family. Greg Miller is seen as this icon in the industry, the you know, gamer of the year. Mm -hmm. Anytime like Sony has a press conference or something like that, he's hosting the thing and everything. And then like inside of our family, he has taken on this villain role and he's really good at it. <laughs> but there's a lot of people who are like, I fucking hate this Greg Miller. <laughs> Can't stand him. You know? Yeah. And uh, we all love him though. 
Oh, absolutely. It's because he does that. It's it's it, not everyone is willing to take on that that villain heel role. I think we established that too in the first thing he was in, right? The Gauntlet season two. Yeah, he jumped right in with Gauntlet season two. Yeah, with the whole camping thing, we're like, oh my god, we have a villain. I yep. guess this is how reality TV works. Yeah, we, we just, just try didn't to have find anyone the who was, bitchiest person on the show. We didn't have anyone that loud. Yeah, in the entire company. Yeah, I mean, we had a lot of people who were willing to take off their shirt <laughs> when they probably shouldn't take <laughs> off their shirt. But uh, yeah, he's uh, yeah, he it's it's. I always like someone who can go all in, you know. Yeah, and I think Subtix like that. He's all in on everything he's doing. You know, it's just he I, did he, on the spot. Yeah, he uh, they they were talking about it, and I said, well, instead of just like having him on on the spot, just like. Have him host, but don't say anything about it. Just have him do like a, a full show as John Reisinger. So it's pretty funny. Hey, we had a we had a thing. We bumped a, an episode of On the Spot uh, that we did, uh, which was a drag episode. We had a, a local was, was cupcake local. Yeah, yeah, cupcakes local, right? So we had cupcake uh, guest, um, uh, local drag performer, and uh, she's great. Uh, she was a lot of fun, and we did this episode. And then it's so it's this environment today. With Donald Trump is crazy. It's so crazy. Everyone is He's so had on a edge. Hell of a week so far. Well, we shot the show on Tuesday. We were going to put the show out on Thursday or Wednesday, <laughs> right? And in the time between when we made it and we were going to air it, Donald Trump came out with his executive order that bans all trans people from military service. Came out on Twitter with it, but it sounded like he didn't really talk to anyone in government or anyone <laughs> or the in military. the military. <laughs> so there are people actively serving who are transgender and they're. And like, am I not them, in the military now? And their superiors have no idea where it's coming from. Ugh, unbelievable. It's just on Twitter. Unbelievable. He, like, he can endanger lives with tweets like that. Yeah, the, and I and I, I believe, um, I believe that he has an innate ability, even if he doesn't realize it. He understands media on like an organic, basic, fundamental level in a way that a lot of people don't. And, uh, you know, the, the process by which he got elected and the way he does stuff like this, there's all this news about him. And then he can just, you know, he can make some tweet. Everybody gets furious about it. And they, they're so distracted for a day. And then the next day there's something else distracted. The problem is in this one, the distraction is like, like you said, it takes an entire portion, a community in our population and throws them right under the bus and sets us all back just so we get like a little bit of attention distance from the last event that we had. It's super frustrating. Super frustrating, and, and the, it, like even like the the scout leaders had to apologize for his speech at their event or something. Didn't that happen? Yeah, yeah. Because all he did was brag about winning the election. Yeah, and it's like I I think it's it's weird because it, I it in this environment, I you get the feedback a lot. I know, uh, and I get it as well about being political or whatever. But there's some points it's like when it affects actual people, and it affects them. I, I feel like we have a responsibility to say something and say something that's supportive. And with this thing, it's like the, the timing of um, <clears throat> this episode of On the Spot, it's really weird because uh, transgender and drag, they're, act they're not the same thing. They're not, they're not, they're not related. Uh, they're not related in any way. And, uh, but at the same time, it was, we found ourselves in a position where we felt comfortable with it. We wanted, Patrick, I'm, I mean, you correct here, we felt good about it. Right. And, you know, we had Cupcake there and everything. And it, it just like... It was more so it was like it was just bad timing in the in the world to put that thing out. So we bumped it to the following week. We gonna put it out next week, you think? Yeah, we'll put it out uh, next Wednesday. It'll stream live. We'll see. That's planned. the plan. That's the plan. We'll and see. just just to clarify real quick that even though they are separate things, yeah, help there, me out here. There are drag performers who are transgender. 
Sure. So they 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 well, there's transgender people in everything. Right, right, right. And they cross. So yeah. just so you know, people have that in there. Help me out here. Help me out here because mm-hmm. this is something I've always wondered. How is how is drag not offensive just at its base core? Because to me, it seems like an extension of uh, you know taking two guys in dresses and making them kiss. And oh, isn't that hilarious that boys would kiss each other? You know, it just it seems like an extension of that. Yet it does seem to be owned. And it's very well accepted uh, by the LGBT community. Yeah, it's, I think what uh, drag performers are really artists. It's just like a singer or an actor or anything. I mean, it's a craft and there's a process to it. And they learn it and they perform and they, they hone it as they go. And, you know, as you elevate your craft, you find yourself, you know, there's some drag performers who make, Incredible livings doing it. I mean, look at RuPaul. RuPaul. You know, exactly. Enormously popular show. Yeah. And um, so what when we designed this episode, we took that into consideration that we wanted it to be about drag performing and not about just the guys being in wigs and dresses and trying to kiss each other because that, that never even happened, really. No. So it was um, it was more about, you know, just having that fun. And that's why we included uh, Cupcake, who is great. And uh, because we wanted someone who actually does this, and it was kind of like the challenge of like, can you beat this real performer? Um, and that's what the show is all about. Yeah, there's a certain segment that's like, I would be so intimidated to do it, like yeah. you know, with the go head to head. But I, I will say it's it, you know, going back to the very beginnings of this company, um, you know, me and Gus and Jeff. Uh, and Matt and Joel, less so because they were on the film side of the company and less so on the video game side of the company. Um, we always had a thing, even in our in our days of like website reviews, uh, when we talk about video g- games, we we didn't like putting scores on anything. We never did reviews for, you know, that. And at Rooster Teeth, we've never done that. Like even the no doesn't give you a review and tell you this game is a good game. This game is a bad game. Our approach has always been, and I'm sure there's been times we've talked about, of course, things we don't like, but uh, our approach has always been that we want to focus on things that we like. We want to celebrate things that we like. And that's always been our approach because we don't want to tell you, like, if you like something, we're not going to tell you not to like it, you know? So and that extends out to everything else we do. Like when we hit this episode, it was a very celebratory episode. And everyone, the energy was really great and everything. But then it was like, all right, let's maybe put a pin in it till next yeah. week because, you know, maybe celebrating right now is not the correct approach uh, to this particular community because of what they're having to deal with from the executive, you know, it's the president on down. Because uh, a lot of the time, I don't want to waste the position I have in the world. Like, there's a lot of people following on Twitter. So if something horrendous happens with Trump, you know, like yesterday or whatever, I still want to voice my opinion about it. Yeah. And I think it's important for me to not say nothing. And you know that people are going to disagree with you. Some yeah, portion. even though that's not what they follow me for. I'm, I'm like, we were all in entertainment. They're not going to follow me for my beliefs. But it's a waste of the people following to not express disappointment at that kind of thing. And I often wonder, too, it's like, what's the level of notoriety where you're no longer a human with an opinion? You know, there, yeah. there's a point where people say, hey, you stupid celebrities, you know, whatever. I'm not saying talking to us. I'm saying talking to, like, Alec Baldwin. You know, hey, you stupid celebrities, don't weigh in on politics. It's not why we like you. It's like, he's still a human being with a job that, you know, gets him a lot of notoriety. But it's like, what's the level of, what's that level of fame where it's just like, oh, your your opinion shouldn't be voiced yeah. anymore, you know? And uh, I don't know. It just seems like, it, it just seems like the only... 
measuring stick for that is whether or not they agree with you, which tends to be the thing. And with anything controversial, there's now this like such a, a like a polar separation on it's not even a spectrum where if you don't say anything, you're ignoring it or sweeping it under the bus. And if you say anything at yeah. all, you should shut up because nobody wants to hear your opinion. Not saying anything feels just it feels way too safe. But we definitely do have to walk that line, especially That's in a good let's point. plays. Feels safe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's safe to not say anything. Yeah. But in let's plays, if ever we mention it, major like ninety percent of the comments are I'm not subscribed to watch you play Minecraft and talk about politics. Sure. Which is fair play. We can't force that and we right. can't just keep doing it because people will lose interest. It's just it's just like finding the right balance. Yeah. But but yesterday was garbage. <laughs> yeah, no, no, absolutely no, I, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. And it, what it basically boils down to me um is basic human rights. And I don't know how you could tell an American that they couldn't have the same rights as someone. They want to fight for the country. And you're not going to let him do it. I mean, in my opinion, anybody who wants to fight for the country that isn't me, let him let him do it. Yeah. That's that's my approach. And but, am, I, am I correct in saying that he didn't fight for the country at any point? I would think you are correct. And there's a lot of allegations that he got deferments and avoided some obligations that he had to the military. I think and, he got up to like five deferments. Like I think the first ones were for school, and then the last one was for his foot. He has for a foot. His foot? He's, He's got a foot, foot thing? Foot thing. The Don't healthiest man to ever be president has a foot thing. It's, the scary thing about putting it out over Twitter, he put it out in like three parts. And in the first tweet, it didn't say anything about transgender people. It was just very open-ended about um, talking to my generals, the United States will not stand for this. And there were people in the government, the Pentagon, who read it, were like, oh my God, are we going to war? And it was like a full 11 minutes before he specified or before he explained it. Like, it's scary to announce something that could just cause chaos and yeah. cause panic. Mm-hmm. It made me feel, like, immediately worry about their livelihoods, so. So, yeah, so anyway, so that was, that was, that was something that came up this week. And I'm sure there'll be something by the end of the week, you know? Between <laughs> the time that we record this podcast and it comes out, there'll be something new. And they'll wonder why we're talking about this old issue that doesn't matter. You know? I am trying very hard to always see the other side of the argument. On everything. Are right? you? Yeah, yeah, because Twitter Twitter shoves that down your throat. You always get people who are just like searching the tags, you know, searching Donald Trump, and they'll reply to anything that anyone says who has a, like a verified thing. But it is interesting to see everyone else's other side. Like I did that hunting tweet the other day. Sure, sure. It's interesting. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, not, it's not, I mean, it's important not to be just like blindly spewing this and then not reading any of the responses. I, I agree with that. I think there's times where I, I don't do that, and this would be one where I don't. Actually, like, you go look up, um, went looked up old images from the Civil Rights when the National Guard had to walk black students into what were all-white schools as they were going through mandatory integration. And, you know, you can see these people that are lined up screaming, like, you know, other white students or, you know, white people from the community, and they're just screaming. You can see, like, the hate and the anger in their face, still photographed, and their mouth is open, and they're screaming and yelling. And it's just, I, I, I'm not sitting there trying to figure out what their side of the story is, you know? It's just, I'm not looking back in history and saying, yeah, they were dealing with a lot of change and things were really, you know, progressing super fast and they weren't dealing with this. They're just wrong. They're just, that's it. And it's, it's, I think it's okay to they're say They're wrong and just surrounded by the same people, so they think they're right. Right. And it's, <laughs> and, and I, I just think it's, I think it's okay on some fundamental things like telling someone that they can't serve in the military because of the way they identify with a specific gender is just it's it's it doesn't make any sense it just doesn't make any sense to me and i'm okay with saying that's wrong 
and it's yeah. wrong. I mean, it's, it's such an internal thing anyway. It's not like that's being forced on anyone else. And it's just so weird we have to go through this with like, I mean, is everyone going to have to go through this? Everyone who's not conformed to like this one specific thing? It's like, I would think if we go through this enough times, like we went through don't ask, don't tell, you know, we went through civil rights. At some point, isn't there like a momentum where it's like, all right, everybody's okay. Like, it's just, you know, it. it I think that's, that's why everyone's kind of reeling from this is because it felt like we were making so many, so much progress. Yeah. And we were like crossing off these things that were, you know, taboo before and then. All of a sudden now we're just rolling back and, and we're just watching it happen and it's it's scary. Yeah. And that leads leads to other things where there was like a panic about um some federal ruling where they 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 ruled that the Civil Rights Act uh, on a federal level uh does not protect uh LGBT employees uh from discrimination or something like that. But then people were saying, well, it doesn't the, the protections are on the state level anyway, they're not on the federal level, so it doesn't matter. But it's like I mean it's just, it's like a day of just like you know, all this horrible news coming out. It's just that it just seems to be never ending. And I feel like now we're contributing to it by talking about it and all this stuff. Let's go back to talking about cats. I'm just getting worried. I'm so worried at how numb I'm getting to it all. Yeah. yeah. Like every day is a new insane thing. And then you just, you're just like, oh, it's like another just horrendous day. But it's just one of many. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, you know, it, it, it's, it's weird how quickly it all came about. It all just came together so fast. I want to go back and talk about something, though, that we talked about earlier, which is this concept of work and how we did construct that at some point, but somehow the idea that we're going to lose it uh, overall. I understand if we're in a work-based society and individual people start to lose their ability to work, that that's a problem because that's the way society works. But this idea that robots will come and take away all of our jobs is now somehow a bad thing, as opposed to us looking of like, hey, how the fuck do we speed this up? And make sure robots take well, all jobs. Well, jobs are too general. You can't see, like, all jobs shouldn't be robots. Some jobs, definitely. Like, cleaning sewer pipes. That could be a robot. Sure. It's like stuff that's just sort of, like, beneath what a human would be happy doing. But well, like, it's just like, like people harder, love manual, jobs. dangerous jobs, yeah. that kind of thing. Like, nobody saying? should be, like, scraping out, you know... Same person believes that I don't believe machine. any job is below anybody. Like, I, I'm one of those people that it's like I've never been, I've had a job every day since I was 17, but I've never been worried about losing my job because I feel like I could go work. Like, like I would go wash dishes or, you know, you know, dig ditches or something like that, that I would be well, fine I mean, good at doing that. There are I, think tons there's no, of people, I think there's nobility in any work. Well, there's tons all. of people who are very happy with their job, and it might not be a job that you're happy with. Mm -hmm. But surely there are some jobs that humans at this point shouldn't be doing. Like, wouldn't it be like, an ideal society where no one had to work, robots did everything, and we could spend our time, you know, doing, I, living I our enjoying like life? The, I feel like the human mind doesn't like that. Like, look at Minecraft, right? The game is working. But when you have everything that you need and you've got all this automation, there's nothing left to do in it. When you've got a block of diamond, it's not fun to play anymore. Getting to the point and working up to it to completion, that's where that's what Minecraft is. That's what it is. That's the sure. fun bit. You're working towards a goal. Yeah, but yeah. don't achieve the goal. There's nothing left after that. And especially you're topped out at that point. Yeah, like if I was perfectly satisfied with everything I've achieved at my current age, I would hate that. You've always got to be working towards the new thing. What do you want to do? I don't what, know. Do you, do you have anything left on your list? Why well, am I having fun doing this? Yeah, but what, what, like, what, like, ten years from now? I don't know. You know, but I'm not going to be re retired. I mean, it's I get it because uh, uh, today is the when we're recording this is the tenth anniversary of the guild, 
coming out. This was uh, when the first video was posted 10 years ago today, and the, and the show ran, I believe, for six seasons. Very important show in the history of web series. And I think it's one of those great examples of in the history of Rooster Teeth where we weren't, we weren't number one, you know? It, we weren't the number one destination. We didn't have the number one series. Uh, but the story of Rooster Teeth over time has been this one of longevity. It's that while we were chasing the tale of, of other people, eventually, you know, there were other series that we were chasing. You know what I mean? And we always had, I feel, a very consistent presence in web video. But the the, the guild was a, a juggernaut, you know? It was this absolutely huge thing. Uh, and it lasted for six seasons. But it's like, I, I look at your thing a lot, too. It's slow-mo guys. Where, you know, you're, how close are you to a diamond play button at this point? Uh, less than 500,000 subs. Yeah. And and I think we crossed 9 million about the same time, pretty close. But we're like, I think like uh, Rooster Teeth I'm talking is like 9.1 on YouTube. Um, which we should talk about, like the Rooster Teeth channel in general. Like we're, we're thinking about doing some different stuff with that. It's a lot, there's a lot of stuff on there. Yeah. You know, including this. I mean, we're already monkeying you with like formats of podcasts and stuff like that. But some of guys just, it's really impressive to me because it's, it's, it are you are you impressed by the staying power of it of of how long it stayed enormously popular because very few things do that i certainly feel very lucky yeah yeah it's not it's not like it's not if if the graph is like this there's been tons of channels that are way bigger in a much shorter amount of time and then they trail off down i'd much rather be the slower climb We've had viral hits that you know propel us further but you have these like stair steps with these yeah, viral hits but we've yeah. never had you know like hydraulic press levels of growth. Yeah, you don't have, you've never had the period where like every single slow-mo guys that gets put up ends up on the front page of Reddit or Dig or whatever it was at the time, right? Yeah, and if it does, it's a gift though. <laughs> it does, it's a gift, right. And someone mentioned somewhere in the comments that it's, it's slow-mo guys. Yes, yeah, so you, you haven't had that. So you've had, you've had I think in a, in a more elevated way, you've had that steady growth as well. Yeah, yeah. just, just uh, newer than Rooster Teeth. <laughs> yeah, we talk about, we talk about the, um, you know, the Rooster Teeth channel in general, because right now it's podcasts. There's even now video game stuff on with Tuesday Night Game Fight. Um, there's uh, animated, adventure. animated shows as well. There's live action shows, vlogs, things like that. It's like, it's a lot. It's a lot of different formats. And I look at something like <clears throat> Slow Mo Guys. If I go to Slow Mo Guys, I watch a video. I know what kind of video I'm going to watch. And I also know I'm going to see two dudes. And that's, that's what I'm going to see. There you go right there. That was video guys posted last week. <laughs> God, look at you there. You're such a kid there. But, uh, you know, it's, and I think, honestly, I think that's actually the format that YouTube likes the best. I'm talking about the YouTube channels now. I'm not talking about our, our, our site or our platforms or anything like that. But YouTube definitely seems to like a very, very focused uh, presentation of content. And so we're, we're, I'd be curious to hear people's thoughts if they're watching this, like it, ways hard. we could do that with Rooster Teeth. It's hard when you work on something to think of it from an outsider, but you got to identify why people are subscribed. Mm -hmm. Like people are subscribed on slow-mo to see two dudes, sometimes one, if one wasn't available, bit of setup, bit of slow-mo, couple of jokes. And I've tried never to change that, keep that going the whole time. Sure. But when you've got a variety channel like Rooster Teeth, it's much harder to identify what people subbed for. Hmm. They all suffer different things. Yeah. They all suffer different things. So there's no way that all the views are going to, all the videos are going to get all the views of the same level because there's right. different shows. Well, I'm and, sure there's people that are like subbed for shows that we don't make anymore, you know, or yeah. subs, subbed for Darushi for shows that are now in other channels. But that's, that's also not a mistake. Like that's, that doesn't mean the channel is bad. No. Because YouTube has changed so many times and the algorithm has changed so many times that it's, it's like, it's still one of the most successful channels, even though it has a totally different setup to 
my channel, which has like almost the same amount of subscribers. Yeah. There's just so many different but ways more. of doing it. You can say both more. Slightly more. <laughs> yeah, that's really awesome. I can't wait to see what that diamond play button looks like. It's gonna be it's gonna be really cool. Yeah. You think it's gonna take you like a year to get it when you hit it? If you knock on wood, if you hit it. <laughs> so hopefully not. Have you I know you. Have you like done any like tra trajectories of when you might think you might hit 10 million subs? Uh, you don't even look at it, huh? I figured you would have plotted that out and tried to figure that out. Not no, from a I, I mean the way I've always done it is because I'm full time at Rooster Teeth. Yeah. It's or it it keeps slow-mo guys as a hobby almost. Crazy. It's, it's treated like a hobby still because I have It's so fun. crazy, Gavin. Yeah. So yeah. I, I I'm not always I I mean I'm much more often look at the subs and trajectories of Let's play Achievement Hunter and Rooster Teeth than Slow Mo Guys mm -hmm. because it's that's my job. So if ten years from now you're doing Slow Mo Guys, that if you look down the road ten years, you're okay with that. If I'm still doing it, yeah, yeah, same format, same everything. You know, you and Dan. Yeah, maybe slightly higher budget, but yeah, maybe not Dan. <laughs> Somebody else. <laughs> no, so you you'd be totally happy with that. Yeah, but would you not be happy if you were still doing Rooster Teeth in 10 years? I, you know, it's weird because if you asked me in year five and now it's year 15, I, you know, I would have said, oh, it's, you know, 10 years, we'll see. But this company's changed so much, man. I mean, it's like, it's, yeah. it's really different. Um, you know, somebody made a really good point on Reddit when they were talking about the evolution of the content on Rooster Teeth. The guy said, uh, it's like, it used to be this kind of content, then it became this kind of content, then it's this kind of content, now it's this kind of content. And somebody said, yeah, but we still have all the other three layers. We still get the other content. We just now get new content as well. And it's true. It's like, it's really, I'm very grateful for the fact that if I want to go sit in a writer's room for Red versus Blue and throw out donut and caboose jokes that I can go do that because that show's still being made, you know? And I like that I can walk from one channel onto the next one with less than a minute to spare. Well, to spare. Do we have a minute to spare, Brandon? <laughs> Negative eight minutes to spare. <laughs> this is exactly what we talk about when we get bevs anyway. So this has been a successful podcast. I would think so too. I don't know. I don't know if we, you know, uh, the two-person format is uh, something we do. But it's it's always fun to like play with things a little bit. And I wanted to do this just because. Yeah. Yeah. And pretty much exactly what you were just saying. This hasn't taken away the Monday podcast. Right. Exactly. Right. It's you additional. Know, just two guys sitting around. Jawing about dead fish. What are we gonna do next week? Well, next does Gavin week? read a book for an hour? No, next week could be Gus and Barbara, right? Yeah, next week. Next week, I want to try doing the Monday podcast, the traditional crew. I don't know what you call it. Uh, Gus, Gavin, Bernie, Barb, and then Thursday have the same cast again, like like two podcasts in one week. We'll see yeah. what has happened between Monday and Thursday in our lives. Can I say something too? Uh, it, it's nothing with YouTube and having a young audience. I do think that summer vacation amplifies things. Like people for... have spare time, more spare time. And a lot of the audience, like even on Twitter, Twitter tends to skew a little bit older, but I think there's a lot of uh, younger people that, that just have a lot more time on their hands. And it's like when something comes out, there's a lot more feedback and a lot more people than you have a higher percentage of people who are uh, getting upset by stuff when it comes out. I do, I do, I do think that's a thing in the, in the summer, definitely. And, you know, and, and views reflect that and everything else too. I have a question. Yeah, buddy. Was this podcast supposed to be an hour? It was. I guess we ran a little bit long. But I, I don't know because we started late. We, we started late. But uh, we'll see. Anyway, uh, that does it for our two-person podcast. Uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you for Casper Mattress for sponsoring our podcast. Brandon, thank you for putting up with Gavin and I being a little bit late so that we could play some player unknown Battlegrounds. And we'll see Thanks, you all Brandon. on Monday. Bye, everybody. Bye.